Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. I'm Michelle Martin. Today I speak with a man who is part of the financial services sector and who is committed towards supporting people when they're at their most vulnerable. So, for example, when you're strapped for cash, what is the first thing you might want to do? Maybe give up that insurance policy? Is that a good idea? How much cash becomes available to you, the insured person, if you did cancel that policy? What is the cash value versus surrender value? What's the difference there? And what should you consider before cashing out? We're also going to find out more about personal insurance and robo-advisors. Should you go with someone online? Or is that the way the industry, where the industry is heading these days? Or do you still insist on meeting up with someone and talking to them over a cup of coffee when it comes to insurance? And what has worked for Marcus Tan when he speaks to his clients about growing their wealth? What has worked in terms of philosophy and also in terms of actual instruments? Time to find out. He's Financial Services Manager with IPP Financial Advisors, Marcus Tan. Good morning. Good morning, Michelle. All right. Good to have you with us, Marcus. So first up, our big topic today is what happens if a person is cash strapped and they want to surrender their life policies? What should they consider before they cash out? Hmm. Okay. Last year, there was a report on the newspapers about increasing individuals surrendering their life policies in order to withdraw the quick funds. So I think this suggests that the pandemic has hit some people hard financially and some people are in need of funds in the short term, or they are just simply unable to keep up with their premiums. And typically, surrendering life policies should be one of the last options to consider if you require cash in the short term. But unfortunately, there are some desperate situations where that might be unavoidable. So before choosing to surrender your life policy, one of the key considerations I will urge people to take is that there will be an increased cost of future policies. So let me illustrate this with an example. Mm -hmm. If I were to surrender my policy today and decide to take up a similar life coverage in five years' time, I will be exposing myself to the risk of higher premiums due to my increased age, as well as the risk of my insurability. So if there's any changes to my health declaration, right, I might not be guaranteed coverage depending on the situation. Yep. So that's one consideration. Yep. So if the difficulty that you're facing is the payment of premiums, right? Yeah. Consider alternatives like premium holiday, policy loans, or partial withdrawals. For each of the following, be sure to check if your policy allows for these options. Okay, what is it that they can ask for again? Premium holiday. What's the second option? Policy loan. Policy loan. What is that? Okay, so for policy loans, some policies allow for loans to be taken out against the cash value accumulated. Mm. So if you were to take up this option, you should check if the insurer has a repayment period and if they charge interest on the sum borrowed. Also take note of how the payout of the policy might affect, might be affected by the loan. Okay, so is there a third option for people who want to cash out, but want to are thinking of cashing out, but they're thinking, okay, what is the first step that I can take towards that? Maybe not cash out immediately. 
uh, I'll advise policy loan first. Then if the policy allows for partial withdrawal, okay, this is more applicable to more uh, investment-linked policies. Mm. You think of it as surrendering part of your policy and the partial withdrawals will just decrease the net value of your policy. Okay. So if you have cash flow issues, those are the three things that you can ask for. You can ask your your um, uh, company whether or not the you know the people who issued the policy can can support you, the policyholder. It's a trying time. So are you seeing a lot of people come forward and ask for these schemes? Yeah, I think uh, based on my personal experience last year, there are clients who who faced some financial difficulties and came forth to uh, ask for some help. So we should also note that several insurers offer a premium deferment for certain policyholders that have been affected by COVID-19. So if you are struggling to keep up with payments on your premiums, mm. just check with your insurer to see if you are eligible for premium deferment. Mm. Okay, so ask for that holiday and uh, ask for that premium deferment. My guest this morning is Marcus Tan, Financial Services Manager at IPP Financial Advisors. Um, is, is this applicable to Singapore, cash value versus surrender value? The cash value, or uh, the surrender value materialize if you surrender the policy and then the cash value becomes the surrender value. Okay, so, could you explain with an example? So for example, if my policy is has a cash value of $10,000. But it's just on paper that's $10,000. Mm-hmm. It only becomes the surrender value if you terminate your policy and the $10,000 becomes your liquid cash. Okay. And does if that... you leave mm-hmm. the policy there, your cash value will continue to grow in accordance to the PAR fund or the investment linked policy uh, funds that you have chosen for yourself. Okay. So do you think that people are aware of their options before they choose to surrender, they, they lose their jobs perhaps, and they're worried about cash flow. Do you think a lot of clients are aware of these options? In my personal experience, yeah. uh, most of my clients are not aware of the options that are available to them. So the first thing that comes to their mind when, it, uh, when that thing happens mm. is to surrender their policy first. I want to save my cash flow. I don't want to pay so much a month. And that is the issue we have. Gosh. So my job is to educate them on the options they can take uh, so as to safeguard their protection needs. Are there companies that you can look to that will offer you more than the surrender value that the insurer would pay? Does it exist? I mean, do these companies exist? They do exist. They do exist. Right. I think they should mm. note is that uh, it is not regulated by MAS. Mm-hmm. These companies yeah. that actually buy your plans, they are not regulated by MES. Okay, that's, that's interesting. Right. And what kind of policies? You can pre- pretty much surrender everything or is it just a certain type of policy that you can surrender with value? Okay, for participating plans such as life plans with cash value, you can surrender them for liquid cash. But mm-hmm. if you are holding on to a term plan with no cash value, then... Uh, by terminating it, you just save your cash flow. You don't have to pay for it. But there is no liquidity you can withdraw from that plan at all. Okay. So there are different kinds of policies. There are life policies, endowment policies. How long can you typically sort of take a payment holiday for? Uh, You know, what stretch of time are you typically looking at? Like a couple of months or can it stretch up to, you know, a year perhaps in your experience? 
um, in my experience, for premium deferment, usually up to six months. And mm. premium holidays, you can take five, up to five years. Okay, okay, that's good to know. He's Marcus Tan, Financial Services Manager with IPP Financial Advisors, and he's very passionate about helping people when they're at their most vulnerable. So, Marcus, uh, do you see more people heading to Robo Advisors for personal advice when it comes to insurance? Okay, so recently we've seen a rise of automated platforms, and it's very easy to use just by inputting certain relevant information about themselves they are able to select from a range of insurance policies and compare across different products. So these platforms allow people to learn and compare different insurance policies in their own time and comfort. So it's preferable for people who want to go with the DIY approach. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So if you want a human touch, right, consulting a financial consultant will help navigate the complexities of your insurance policy and explain it clearly. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there are people who still appreciate that human touch. Uh, what is What have you been able to share with your clients about growing their wealth? People hear about, you know, investment-linked policies, and they think, is that a good idea? Just share with us broadly what are some of the principles that you have shared with your clients when it comes to growing wealth. Okay. So when it comes to growing wealth, right, I access my clients to set realistic goals, and find solutions that match their acceptable risk. So the, there are three areas that I look at. First, mm-hmm. your risk profile. Second, your investment horizon. Thirdly, the purpose of your investing, the, the reason you want to grow your wealth. So I believe if I educate my clients well, the implementation of solutions will simply just emerge out of our discussions. So to illustrate this with an example, I have a client that is in his early 30s, working shift work in the shipping industry, mm. and we set financial goals for retirement that comes in approximately 30 years' time. Mm-hmm. So based on the risk profile analysis, the client identified as an aggressive investor. So we have set a time horizon 30 years, mm. the purpose for retirement, and the risk profile of the aggressive investor. Our strategy was to diversify into different asset classes, but as we were faced with limitations due to the client's budget, we eventually took on a dollar-cost averaging strategy into a global equity fund on a monthly basis. But two years into the implementation of the investment plan, he decided to drop out of it because the investment markets were not doing very well that year. Mm. And I remember that being towards the end of 2018 Mm. when the Federal Reserve System moved to increase interest rates resulting in most asset classes to end the year in red. So my client portfolio saw a dip as a result. So in this case, there was no change in the purpose of investing as well as his time horizon. It was merely the manifestation of his true risk profile. So in the end, the client decided to put his funds into more conservative assets with returns where his risk of downside is kept, and we went ahead with an endowment plan instead. So I realized then that as a financial advisor representative, mm-hmm. we should be more discerning on the client's true risk profile, despite what was documented. Mm-hmm. The risk profile questionnaire is nearly indicative. So with this newfound epiphany, I went on to help other clients achieve well-growing goals. Okay, so you mentioned endowment, and then you mentioned earlier that he had invested in a, was it a diversified fund? 
that was yes. very aggressive and then and then he switched over to an endowment fund so in in your experience what have been some financial instruments that have been successful for wealth generation so for i think there's no financial instruments that is successful it all depends on the individuals risk profile their time horizon as well as their uh, purpose of investing. So if we can match all these factors together, right, we will be able to help our clients optimize their wealth to help them achieve their financial goals. Yes, yes. obviously it comes down to, to sort of a matching between mm. what your risk profile is and then um, you know, when you have skin in the game, where you're going to park your money, right? So maybe you could share with us if, you are, if, you, if someone thinks that they're aggressive with risk, what are some of the instruments that you have seen has been successful? Okay, so there is a, usually I'll get my clients to, to, to look at an aggressive managed portfolio. So most of my clients are usually busy professionals. They don't have time to manage their own finances. Mm. So a managed portfolio will help them rebalance their portfolio according to their risk profile. Mm -hmm. So there will be someone, uh, a fund manager, that will be looking at a portfolio and decide how the market is moving at the point of time mm. and decide on the allocation of your funds. So for example, you have you are an aggressive investor. Mm. So mo most likely you want your highly in the equities market and then little weightage on bonds. So as the markets are go along throughout the years, the fund manager will look at your portfolio and see if the, way, the, the allocation is still 90-10, for example. And if it's not, they'll just rebalance it so that you'll fit your, your risk profile. Okay. And so as you look to 2021, it's been such a you know volatile year last year, but with volatility comes opportunity. What are people interested in looking at when it comes to generating their wealth? What are they turning to you for us coming with questions about? What, is this, what does there seem to be interest in when it comes to financial instruments? So with, uh, with 2020, I've seen an increase in interest where people are looking to investing their wealth because sometimes they have nothing. Uh, they, they, they have idle cash sitting in their bank accounts. So um, we will still have to match their uh, risk profile with the type of instruments they are taking. So for example, if you're a conservative uh, investor and then you want to uh, partake in the investment markets, you can look at a managed conservative portfolio. And if you're aggressive, we can look at something that's more aggressive. For example, a uh, global equity fund. All right, Marcus. Well, thank you very much for sharing uh, your thoughts and your experiences on managing money with us here on Your Money. Marcus Tan is a financial services manager with IPP Financial Advisors. This is Your Money. I'm Michelle Martin. Insurance in the news today. The Life Insurance Association of Singapore has announced that all seven IP insurers, the Integrated Shield Plan insurers, they're going to be extending coverage to COVID-19 vaccination complications that result in hospitalization. This to support MOH's efforts to encourage as many Singaporeans as possible to take the vaccine. This coverage extension of IP Shield plans applies to all IP policyholders who receive COVID-19 vaccines approved by the HSA and are vaccinated in Singapore.
So the life insurance policy in full support of the government's efforts. And if you have more questions, contact your insurance representative or your IP insurer. As always, there are seven in Singapore, AIA, Aviva, AXA, Great Eastern Life, NTUC Income, Prudential and Raffles Health Insurance. All seven extending coverage to COVID-19 vaccination complications that result in hospitalization. That's insurance in the news today. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.